Hello and welcome to the Art of Community podcast. I'm Ben Cotton and this is my wife, Heather. Hello. We are exploring the joys and pains of meaningful life together and this is episode one, our very first episode. So yay for us, episode one. Thanks for joining us. Turns out my wife hates this intro music. (laughs) I think it's super awesome. So it might change like a hundred times before. So come back next episode for a totally different intro music. (laughs) It's so cool. It's not cool. It's okay. All right. So what are we talking about today? Um, Our first episode is we... We just want to ask the question, why, why does community matter at all? And kind of some of our own experiences with that to kind of introduce you to the topic and to us in general. So, um, yeah, so Heather, what is what is community to you? How, do we, how can we define that? Uh, I would say that community is um, living your life in a way that uh, is dependent on others and where others are dependent on you um, and where you're not so individualized and um, independent that you don't need other people and other people don't need you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that should be impacting all the areas of our life um, because there's a richness that comes from that. We live our lives that way. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, to me, I think it's, it's like saying, I'm going to live my life, not I'm going to live my life mixed in with other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's not just like, you know, going to meetings or even event driven. It's more like the stuff I do with my life overlaps with other people. And so it's not always like share, you know, getting together for a Bible study and sharing our deep. Mm-mm. thoughts it's also just you know eating meals together and going to the park together and you know chatting on the phone and people coming over and just hanging out together that's part of what i think community is which is which is something that you can't just get if you just go to meetings yep right yeah and community uh i mean like if you're actually living in community with people it means that the day-to-day stuff that you do with each other builds a foundation for things that are, um, when things come up in your life that are good or when they're hard that you have people there to celebrate with people to walk through the hard stuff with people to ask questions about how to parent or marriage or life struggles or sin struggles or just all that stuff. We, if you don't build your life around and with other people, then when those times come, you really notice the deficit. Mm-hmm. So what was, what was your experience of community growing up? Cause we both had similar, but also pretty different experiences in church growing up. What yeah. was yours like? Um, my parents, like probably if I could define their, our lives growing up, it was very much centered around community. Um, we had, you know, my dad was a pastor and we had, um, 
the stuff that we would do just like with play groups and not even play groups, but just like playing with friends and friends, kids, um, we were, that was constantly happening, but then we were also having groups in our home. Um, my parents really had an open door policy. So we had a college in the town we lived in and people would come over even when we weren't there because they felt like it was a place that was home and a place that they could relax. Um, and on Sundays after church, we would have people over throughout the week, have people over and play basketball or eat a meal together. And, um, mom was always cooking, you know, cause it was, that's, I think a lot of times community, um, it doesn't have to be centered around a meal or, but a lot of times that's a good way to bring people together. And so she would do that. Um, we would have, um, varying small groups in our houses. We would be doing stuff at the church. We'd be doing stuff at our home. We'd be doing stuff in other people's homes. Um, but our lives really were always with people. And, um, not to say that we didn't have time with just our family as well, but, um, in the memories, it was, it always involved people, people in our, people in our neighborhood, people at church, people, um, that were considered friends. And, um, and so it was a really good, um, like lots of really good memories surrounding that. Yeah. It seems like hospitality was like a huge, I mean, I guess it always is a huge part of, you know, having community as a church. Cause that's a big thing that your, your mom especially is usually hospitable. Yeah. I don't think you can have community without a level of hospitality. Um, with, somebody has to be hospitable in order to have community. So that's, that's going to be like, I know as we plan out episodes and stuff, we'll talk through, through a lot of these details or these parts of it more specifically, but hospitality is huge when you want to have community. Mm. Yeah. For me, I think like growing up, we, our church started in our house and it was house church for goodness, probably 12, 11 11, maybe 11 years. I don't know. I could be wrong on that, but it was a long, based on my formative years as a kid where for me, church was something you did in your living room. And it, so it was like, people were just there all the time. And that's part of, for me is what my outlook on church was that it was supposed to be like family and friends together. Like every week is a family reunion and it's all in that context together. It's not something we would go out to do and then come home to get away from. It's, you know, church wasn't a thing we attended. And even after we moved out of our house, it, that's the way it felt my whole life. And I didn't even really know that not everybody felt that way about church until I got older. And I think that's always something I'm trying to kind of get stay in that attitude of, um, church is family and it's an all the time thing. And those relationships are bigger than just like a wave across the room on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, so we were, you know, w- what would the, what do you think the benefits are of community? Like just practically speaking for a Christian? Uh, I think <clears throat> some of what I had already said, what, but, but like, um, if you're in community, then you're connecting your life with people enough to say, 
hey, what are you doing with this or that parenting wise? Or, hey, my marriage, this is happening in my marriage. What's happening? Has this ever happened in yours? Or, hey, I'm really struggling with X, Y, Z. Or I need help, not just uh, emotional or spiritual, but even just like real felt needs. Like um, I'm having surgery and (laughs) I need to have meals or um, I'm lonely. You know, like those kind of things, if if you haven't done the work of building community, um, then those aren't going to be present when you really need them. Um, but also like, even just like with sin issues with like, it, it goes from, to me as practical as, um, I need a meal or I'm, I'm lonely to, um, to, you know, as spiritual as it can get discipleship and, um, and, you know, sharpening iron, sharpening iron, that kind of relationship that we're supposed to be having. Um, and we see all throughout the Bible, uh, like the bedrock of Jesus's ministry was community. Like he had those 12 guys. He had a whole bunch of other people as well, but his 12, like those were the people that were his community. And um, you see it all throughout the Bible as well. Like it's a, it's a big integral part in being able to walk out the Christian life. Yeah. It's, um, I always think it's, it's funny how we, we go to church and at least one of our desires is that we want to experience the presence of God. We want to know that God is near us. And there's something about gathering together where we, we experience that. And and it's important to us because for our encouragement, but we, we forget, I think that the, the main way that God shows us that he's with us is through other Christians because we all have the Holy Spirit in us. If you're a believer, then if I'm with you, that means I'm kind of representing, I am the presence of God or the presence of Christ with you in that moment. And we, and we just, I think we forget that. And so if you don't have any sense of community, if you don't have any connection to other people, you actually are missing out on like the main way that God lets you know that he's with you is just the physical presence of another person, another Christian. And so I think that's, for me, that's the, the massive benefit is just to know the just the comfort, even if somebody's not saying some like encouraging thing to you, if they're just sitting there, it's the effect of that is you feel like, Oh, there's a comfort in just knowing like, okay, this, the Jesus is with me because he's in this person who's with me. Yeah. And I think that, um, a lot of times community is really built not necessarily around always having deep conversations or um or intentional conversations but even just in building memories together mm-hmm. and because there's you know the inside jokes and there's the, there's all of this stuff that that actually matters um when like when it comes down to it and i think it's really what the world is actually looking for you see it um, trying to be presented in, in different ways in the world. And sometimes there's, you know, hugely successful. A lot of times there's not as much on the line though. If you don't, if you're not centered around Jesus, like there's not an, there's not as much that has a sticking power to it. Um, if something goes wrong, it's easier to kind of like pull up and, and leave. And I think a lot of times too, in our culture, like we look for that, the instant gratification, instant, um, instant growth kind of thing. And that, that there's no way to get community without time. 
Like there's just no way. Um, so, but also like, um, I was reading in Ecclesiastes and, you know, that's the book where it's like, <laughs> goes back and forth between, well, it's, you know, there's a season and a time for everything. Um, and some of it is slightly depressing because he's talking about all the meaningless things, <laughs> but, um, but he says, uh, in Ecclesiastes, I think it's two, um, or four. Yeah. Four, uh, verse seven through 12. He says, again, I saw something meaningless under the sun. There was a man all alone. He had neither son nor brother. There was no end to his toil, yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. For whom am I toiling? He asked, and why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? This too is meaningless, a miserable business. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one will help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And uh, that's something that that we've probably heard, a scripture that we've heard over and over again. But that in the context of community, I mean, that's really what it's talking about is doing life alone is meaningless. Um, and it's, it can be safer because Uh it means we might not be hurt, but, um, but the reality is, is that this world is always, there's always going to be pain. There's always going to be hard things. And if we try to avoid it by avoiding community and avoiding, uh, closeness to people, then, um, you know, when we fall down, there's no one there to pick us up. And when we, um, struggle, there's not someone there to, um, to lift us up. So, yeah, it's, um, like that was kind of the last thing we were going to talk, ask, talk about is why is it so hard? And I think that that's like one of the main reasons. I mean, you, you mentioned that it takes time and then it, the fact that it is hard makes it like when you know, like there's the closer you get to somebody or the more open or vulnerable you are, the more it's going to hurt you, the more deep the wounds will be if they reject you. And, um, and so the, the risk is high. I mean, it is because you're talking about an inv- a big investment over a long period of time in a set of relationships that the more, the longer you go, the more, it's going to hurt if they reject you. And so like, if you're, if you don't, I think if you don't see the benefit, like that, you really, it's necessary for your survival as a person. Um, I think that's one reason why it's hard, but what are some other reasons why it's hard? Um, I think like pressing past, um, like usually we all have our initial stories. We tell people the things that we kind of want people to see and know. And so like getting past those boundaries um, is hard because of the vulnerability aspect of things. Um, I think pressing past people's defenses is hard because then you can, (laughs) sometimes you get bit, you know, like sometimes it's like you're going to, your hand gets smacked or you're going to get bit because you've pushed on something that somebody doesn't want you to push on. Um, And so it's easy to be like, well, I'm never going to do that again. Um, and, um, I think the biggest thing is that it takes time. I really think that that's probably the, one of the hardest parts about it is that the time it takes, like that your, your time is not necessarily your own 
it it's it should be spent on other people, but that means you can't be oh, selfish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's easy to sit at home because it doesn't cost you anything. It it's only because it's about you. As soon as it's about someone else, it's going to cost you. Like love is that way. Love is 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 a restriction on us every time. In order for you to love somebody else, it's going to restrict you in some way and limit your freedom because now you're caring more about someone else than yourself. And that's, but that's what Jesus is like. And that's part of why we need community. I think the other thing, one of the biggest challenges that I've experienced in my own life, but also seen in other people as a pastor over and over and over and over again, is I think we start to think, we start to believe the lie that our presence doesn't matter. And so we think, well, it doesn't matter if I show up because it's, it's not going to hurt. Nobody's going to care. And that's a dark, that's actually a really dark thought. Like I, I, you know, I was thinking about this today, like no one's ever been able to commit suicide without believing that. Like you have to believe at some point my, if I disappear from the planet, it won't matter. The impact will be small because lots of people want to commit suicide. I know this is really dark, but yeah. lots of people want to do it and don't. And I think at least one of the main difference reasons why is because they, on some level, their presence matters. And I think on a smaller level, that lie is also true. One of the big reasons why people sort of distance themselves is because they think, well, it won't matter. But if you said, if you, if you're really connected to another person, if there's a real committed friendship there and you know, like if I, you know, even something as simple as like a lunch date, you know, you, you know, if I don't show up, they're going to be sad. They're going to be disappointed because they want to see me. They want to kind of reconnect with me. That becomes a motivation for getting, getting there. And for me as an introvert, that, drives me a lot because my natural instinct quite often is almost never is to just go do something with people. <laughs> it's just, it's not, and it's not a good instinct. I mean, you know, it's not, the, I, I think, I don't think introversion is bad. I just think you have to recognize your strengths and weaknesses. And it, and one of the things that's helpful to me is to remind myself that my, my presence in other people's lives, my physical presence matters to them and that's that that i actually have value to other people and if that's true then that becomes a strong motivator and you know and then of course the other you know it's so encouraging and comforting and i grow to be more like jesus i'm strengthened in my marriage i'm a better dad i'm a better husband i'm a better all around every aspect of my life is better because of other people but that's for me, it's not a motivator because <laughs> I'm happy just to be who I am. And so I, th I think for me and for a lot of people, that simple reminder that I matter to people is really powerful. Yeah. But I also think that you get like almost always, if you're like, mm, I don't feel like doing that. And then I'll talk you into it. And then you go and you're like, Oh, I'm really glad I went. Right. A lot of times it's just because being around people is good for you. Like it's just good for your soul. We have a child who uh, is an extreme introvert, and uh, every time that we ask them if they want to go somewhere, the answer will be no. And uh, 
<laughs> so it's a constant like, okay, um, yeah, you're going to do that anyways. And then um, they will give me a hard time about it. And then I'll say, I'm doing this for your spouse. Because one day you're going to marry somebody who is wants to go do things and you're going to mm-hmm. <laughs> not want to. It's so true. It's a, it's a daily and it's, I'm the same way. Yep. I mean, I'm no different. I'm just older and I've matured <laughs> a little bit more and I've been married to an extrovert longer. But the, the, the ironic thing is like, I, you know, I'm an introvert, but I also tend to get really melancholy and I get kind of stuck in a hole like a depressive hole. And the only thing that pulls me out of it is people. Nobody would guess you're an introvert though, because you're like the life of the party when you're yeah. around people. I can turn it on when I need to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Is there anything else we need to I feel like we've talked about it a lot? Yeah. No, I would just say that for the, like, as we're doing these episodes, these, um, podcasts more we're going to probably get more specific on um some of the topics that we brushed over today which is just like um you know community like parenting and community marriage and community uh, not only you know couple stuff but like friendship and community pushing past those barriers conflict rejection Mm. Betrayal, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Happy things. Happy things. <laughs> Don't you want to be in community? <laughs> Good times. Uh, yep, but it's always worth it. So, so yeah, let's. I guess it's time to uh, play the uh, the sweet music again mm. that you love so much. Yeah, I don't like this music. The, it's a he, little too he promises, sexy for this podcast. No, it's. He promises that I heard this music, but I was probably doing something else. And he just like slipped it in there and got me to agree to. <laughs> it's just like completely not us. It's, it's me. I guess that's what it is. This is what I'm this like. This is like the, elevator music. Uh, on the in, in my head, this is what I'm like. <sighs> smooth and cool. Oh, not, this is not smooth and cool. Yeah, it is. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> thanks everybody for joining us for our first episode. Hopefully, this wasn't too horribly awkward. Um, Heather's looking at me like she she's dying right now with this music. Like we can't do this again. Um, but if you want like notes, I don't know what kind of notes we're gonna provide. But <laughs> if you want theoretical show notes, <laughs> hypothetically. Um, or subscribe links and all that kind of stuff you can go to artofcommunity.net and there's more episodes and sharing things and whatnot for you there and uh, yeah sorry on our next episode we're going to be at this will be episode 2 so we're really getting deep into the episodes with episode 2 but there will be different intro music yeah I really hate this music and And we'll be talking about it can is virtual community real community? That's the question we're looking at next time. So for all of you who've been online for oh my music ended. Good. Uh, I can start again. No, it's trying to make me feel stressed out. There it is again. Uh, yeah, so next time we'll be talking about virtual can virtual community be real community? And uh it'll be good. And uh that's not what they thought. No, this is not Dilma. Yeah. <laughs> All right, see you guys next time. Bye.